Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Ben will pick it up at center. Left-handed shot starts way out to his right. Now cuts back to his left. Wrist shot, score! And Dallas claims a 3-2 shootout victory. The Oilers will have to settle for just a point. The Oilers needed one more tonight, one more in regulation, couldn't get it. One more in overtime, couldn't get it. One more in the shootout, couldn't get it. And a big reason why, Dallas goaltender Anton Hudobin, who makes 40 saves on 42 shots. He also gets four of five denials in the shootout. I will call them denials because a couple he didn't have to stop. So Dallas escapes with a 3-2 victory. Edmonton did lead this game. 2-0. 2-0. Edmonton's record falling to 34-34-9 and on the season. Dallas up to 41-31-6. And, and one of the storylines coming into this game was their goal prevention. And even though they didn't prevent shots and chances tonight, the goaltender does a great job. Hudobin, the first star of the game. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. It is 10.09. We are live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers Hockey is presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, the Oilers open up a 2-0 lead. They had the shot advantage all night long. Couldn't get that extra goal. And uh, disappointing that they don't get the two points tonight. But I think this game will be remembered. And that's going to be on... I mean, we see it playing here in Studio 99 before games. The plays of the month and then later on the plays of the year. And maybe the plays of his career at some point. Had Cole by McDavid that made it 2-0. Yeah, and we were just talking upstairs, Troy and I, the fact that... When you see it in slow motion, it, 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 as Troy said, it doesn't do it justice. You have to see it in slow motion to see exactly what he did. And then you watch it in, in real speed and say, oh, my goodness, how did he do what he did that fast? Uh, I mean, he completely baffled Kadobin, who, who, who was outstanding tonight. So he baffled him. He, he actually had to readjust his, his shot. He lifted his one foot up to get the stick into a better angle because he knew how far he had to put the puck uh, on the angle to get a basket open. So it was a, a, a wonderful goal by a player that just continues to impress. And it's something that we've seen him try a lot in the last couple of months. We've seen him going between his legs, trying this kind of move. But for a player to do it at full speed as he's rounded, I mean, I'd have fear that I would trip myself and go crashing into the boards, but he just makes it look so simple and so effortless. But as you and I talked about, you know that he was impressed with it or that he enjoyed it or he thought it was something special by the reaction afterwards. You don't see him smile that big very often on this one. He's like, okay, that was pretty cool. 
and that's one he's going to remember, and certainly all the fans here tonight are going to remember as well. Dreisaitl gets to 100 points. He scored at 4.59 of the first period. He assisted on McDavid's goal, so he's up to 101 on the year. Two points for McDavid, so he gets to 114. But Dallas fought back. They got a power play goal. Uh, again, an Oilers weakness this season, killing penalties. Dallas goes one for two on the man advantage. Haskinen, one of the best players in this game, and... In a couple of years, we might be calling him one of the best defensemen in the league. He's excellent for Dallas. He's still credited for the goal. I thought it might have hit Ben on the way in, but at the very least, Ben providing a screen. So Dallas, despite not getting the shot total that they would have liked, they were able to fight back in this game. They were, and the Dallas Stars are, are a pretty strong defensive hockey club that uh, their bread and butter is winning the, the tight-scoring, low-scoring hockey games. And tonight, I think they relied on their goaltender probably a little more than they wanted to. Uh, but their goaltender gave him a fighter's chance. There was a number of times where the Oilers today could have extended the 2-0 lead. And you and I talked uh, about it after the first that Dallas is not a team that scores a lot. And if they fall behind three, second of back-to-back, you've had a pretty good road trip. You're fairly comfortable in the playoff race. You know what? Maybe they don't have the pushback. But when they kept getting save after save after save, and then they get the power play goal, well, now there was belief. And now... The, the mountain doesn't seem so insurmountable when you're trying to come back when you're a little fatigued. And then they started pushing. And then the game got the game actually got better at that point. Traded chances, an absolutely excellent overtime period. And unfortunately, and I hope the NHL does change this, that we had to go into the skills competition, into the shootout, because I'd rather just stay three on three. Because there was, I mean, there's very few teams in the National Hockey League that can throw the kind of skill out that the Oilers can do in overtime. But this is one team that can. The Dallas Stars with a Sagan, a Ben, a Radulov on the back end. They've got three defensemen that are excellent moving the puck, jumping up into the play. It was a completely entertaining game. The only problem is that the Oilers fell one, sh- one point short of what they probably deserved. Oscar Clefbaum nearly ended it 39 seconds into the shootout. He got a breakaway from the top of the circle down. Couldn't get the backhand to go five-hole on Hadobin. The Oilers kept up a little bit of pressure after that, and then Dallas had the puck for a minute and a half with Chase on Nugent Hopkins and Nurse absolutely exhausted, but they were able to uh, to finally work the puck out. Uh, Nugent Hopkins changed for McDavid, and the Oilers came back with a little bit of a push, but that was, I mean, that was tense. I mean, they were tired. I mean, they, they stopped playing man-on-man and said, okay, we're, they were play, almost playing like they a were passive zone. triangle. Yeah. Well, they were in a zone. They, they were not going outside of the box. Or, You're going to eventually have to come to us because we're not going to get out there. Uh, their, their legs, it feels like stones is what it does. It feels like you got, you got your, your legs are in cement. You can't move. You can't bend your legs. You're exhausted. The Dallas Stars were able to switch. The only thing I was surprised at is if I'm the coach, I would have been screaming for a change and getting out Sagan and Radulov. They never got those guys out. It was still, you know, the, the third or fourth pairing of forwards that were out there to take advantage of the Oilers uh, running out of energy. But that, if there's one way to stop Drysaddle and McDavid from scoring in overtime, it's hold on to the puck for, for as much as you can and not let them get back on the ice. McDavid had one leg over the boards for about 45 seconds. He was itching to get back out there. I... Yeah, an entirely entertaining game. And then one thing that happened because of this uh, only getting one point tonight. Now, I, I could be wrong, but I believe the Oilers could win every game the rest of the year. The Avalanche could lose every game the rest of the year except the game against Edmonton. If Colorado beats Edmonton, Edmonton is out. Is that not correct? 
that means they'll be tied in points and they'll have won the season series, I would think. Well, Edmonton's max is now 87. Colorado's max is uh, 93. Yeah, but if I'm just thinking if Edmonton... Oh, no, I guess if Colorado, how many, if they beat Edmonton, they only have 85? Yeah. Oh, okay, then I was wrong. So that game's not but, as important uh, yeah, as I but thought. Of course, it's other, not as important as I thought. Colorado. So, yeah, very, very tough, obviously, in the playoff race. And Chicago likely going to jump a point ahead of Edmonton if they can finish off San Jose tonight. It's 5-4. We'll keep you updated on that one. Let's go down to the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Connor McDavid. I just didn't get the result. We were better in the first half, I think. Um, you know, they poured it on in the second half, and um, I thought we did an okay job of holding them off, but you know, ultimately they were able to tie it. And, you know, it's never fun to lose in a shootout. Um, well, yeah. Pretty happy for being able to get that under points. Yeah, really happy. Um, he's a guy that's been really coming on and, and playing really good hockey. You know, uh, there's a lot been made of uh, of his game, and you know, really happy for him. There's nights where you feel like you deserve two points. I don't know if this is one of those nights, considering everything you guys did or tried to do, and nearly, you know, had a big lead where they couldn't come back. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we had a lot of chance in the second period when it was two nothing. We had a lot of chance when it was two one. Um, you know, if we find a way to bear down on those, maybe it's a different game, but. You know, their goalie made some big saves and you know, held them in it uh, until they were able to, to kind of take a little bit of control in the third. Connor, you always shot about two to one. What was it about the second half of the game that you liked about their performance and maybe not as much about yours? Uh, you know, they, they uh, a lot of times when you're down one, you can open it up and, and they'll give up chances and go chance for chance. But you know, they didn't do that at all. They they you know stick to the, stuck to their game and you know, waited for their chance and, and buried it. Uh, you know, so credit to them. That goal you scored three. Um, did you practice that there? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> was it because the guy was going to maybe block it with a stick and pull it back into your skates? Just making a play, just, um, just trying to do my best to, to get it at the net, and you know, lucky one in. Well, perhaps a little bit more than luck involved in that play. <laughs> I mean, you know he's not going to talk about himself. If somebody else made that play, he'd spend three minutes talking about the play. But when well, he may, makes may, it, maybe not like three. A, that's a long that's interview long for, for Connor. Yes. He probably spent 40 seconds. But no, he enjoys talking about others much more than he enjoys talking about himself. He he simply just goes out and does it. He doesn't need to talk. He just does it on the ice. But uh, an absolutely beautiful goal that we're going to see because uh, we, we have the top 100 or the top 50 or whatever goals here every time we come into Studio 99. We're going to see that a lot for the next uh, probably few years. The Oilers fall 3-2 in a shootout to the Dallas Stars. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Travis standing by. Travis, are you our finish the play contestant tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm with you here. I am my, sorry, my, my phone is a little bit spotty here, though. Okay, well, let's get this going then. You've already got an eight-day parking pass at EIA, courtesy Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code JET. Here's the clue Kellen Kennedy has cooked up. Gagne, one of two this year for his career, 32%. 25 shootout goals to his credit. Picks it up at center ice. In over the blue line, between circles, Gagne. Gagne, shootout attempt, score or denied? Denied. Gagne, one of two this year for his career, 32%. 25 shootout goals to his credit. Picks it up at center ice. In over the blue line, between circles, Gagne, backhander, denied. Hudo 
Tobin with a save, and Dallas won. All right, Travis gets it. His name's going into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. So you had a couple of good saves in the shootout. You had some guys obviously not get the shot they wanted, including McDavid and Alex Chason. Well, McDavid, he just, uh, I think Kadobin played it well. And I'm not sure McDavid, if he makes gets the puck on net, even can put the puck in the net because his pad was over there. But in the last couple days, there have been two of the funniest shootout attempts that I've seen in a long time. Johnny Tavares in Toronto the other night has a chance to... To, to win a game and he loses control of the puck as he comes across the blue line bounces over his stick he goes all the way to the boards doesn't get a shot he's not allowed to shoot anymore and then Alex Chase on today um, I, I, I had to watch the replay a couple times because he came in and the puck hit the netting which is about yeah. 15 feet above the glass or above the net so I, I we had to watch the replay and I'm like did that hit the goalie's helmet. Yeah, I that it must have gone off his glove then, or something. And then you watch the replay and he shot the puck from 10 feet out and missed the net by 20 feet. And it was funny because he looked at his stick after, okay, what happened? Now, I didn't see it in slow motion. I'm guessing the puck flipped and kind of popped up as he was shooting and he just scooped it up over the net. But uh, I, I've seen, so I had actually played with a guy in Chicago one year that on his shooter attempt, he tripped Crashed in the boards, never played again. His name was Tim Breslin. Separated his shoulder, never came back from injury in a shootout attempt. So it's not as easy as it looks, Reed. Stars win it 3-2 in the shootout. The guy with the game-deciding goal, Jamie Benn. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustee. A game when maybe you're not playing your best hockey to start out with. Oh, huge. Um, you know, it was... Tough game to play, obviously, uh, you know, they're not playing for much and we're playing for, um, you know, two big points. So, um, here should get that too and, and we'll move on and, and look forward to Vancouver. What was the conversation like in here for you guys after the first period? Just Ben mentioned how it was kind of a group effort to kind of bring up that you guys know they need to be better. Yeah, there was no panic, obviously. Uh, we took responsibility for our play in the first, which was, it wasn't good enough. And, um, you know, we wanted to come out in the second and, and be tighter, better. And uh, obviously had a, we won the third period and took advantage of the shootout. So, um, you know, we'll take the two points and, and like I said, move on. All right, that's Jamie Ben who scores in the fifth round of the shootout to end it. Dallas takes it. 3-2. We did have a first goal of the game winner tonight, way back at 4.59 of the first. Jerry picked Leon Dreisaitl, as did Norm Lacombe. Norm actually texted me during the game and said, what do I win? I said, Rob Brown's admiration. <laughs> he already had my admiration. Well, he gets more. Well, a little bit, yeah, a little bit more. So Dreisaitl gets two points, gets up to 101 on the season. And we were talking about this before the game, and a caller asked us after Tuesday's game against Los Angeles, the Oilers are, in the next few days, likely to become the third team in NHL history with multiple 100-point players to not qualify for the postseason. In 1988, Michel Goulet and Peter Stastny were over 100 for Quebec. And in 89-90, Rob, you were on this team. The Penguins had Coffey and Lemieux 
up over 100 points. They finished fifth in the Patrick division and didn't get in. So the Oilers get two guys uh, over 100, but it's not going to spell post. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate that uh, when you waste great seasons and the Oilers, if they don't make the playoffs, there's been oh, about five or six players having career years that unfortunately will be for naught. Let's check the Ottertown scoreboard here. Late in the third period, the Kings and Canucks are tied 2-2. That's with about four minutes left. Blackhawks leading San Jose 5-4. That is after two. DeBrincat with a couple of goals for Chicago. He is up to 40 now on the season. Incredible year he is having. Red Wings beat the Sabres 5-4 in overtime. Bertuzzi gets the winner. Capitals edge the Hurricanes 3-2. The Blue Jackets get a much-needed victory 6-2 over the Montreal Canadiens. The Columbus team we saw play the Oilers twice this month did not look very good, but they get the win today, and that puts them ahead of Montreal in the playoff chase. They both have 90 points, though Columbus has five games left. Montreal has four games left, and Carolina's not safe with 91 points, but they do have five games left. But really, it's between those three teams. For the Two of those three will get in. Yeah, I, I said a long time ago, I thought that the Canadians would be the odd team out. Uh, I was hoping I was wrong. I'm a Carey Price fan. I'm a Gallagher fan. But uh, Columbus, who had a bit of a struggle there since they made the big trades at the deadline, has seemed to have righted their ship the last couple of games. And that was a, uh, I mean, that may have been a season coach-saving game today against the Montreal Canadiens. Panthers knock off the Senators 5-2. The Islanders get a goal from Casey Sezikis at 18-14 of the third period to tie at 4-4 in Winnipeg and then Jordan Eberle gets the winner at 18-47. Eberle also scored earlier in the third. Islanders stunned the Jets 5-4. Jets, uh, Jets scored 13 seconds into the game. Got another one from Lowry at 6-11. Islanders fight back, eventually win at 5-4. Yeah, I saw the game-winning goal by Jordan Eberle. A beautiful goal right in front of the net. Nice hands. He's on pace, again, for close to his 20 goals that are automatic seem to be for Jordan Everly. He's a guy that'll be looking for a new contract in the offseason, so he's going to want a good finish to the year. The scoreboard presented by Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your new or used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. And we should mention, big game here tomorrow night. The Edmonton Oil Kings will be taking on the Medicine Hat Tigers. Game five of their best of seven first-round series. It's 2-2. The Oil Kings evening up the series with a 5-1 road win last night over the Tigers. There will be a game six uh, in Medicine Hat on Sunday for sure and then maybe a game seven in Edmonton next week. But that's uh, it's turned into a good series. They finally got through and Bob was talking about it before the game. They did get a bit of a, a lucky bounce goal last night but Mad Sogard, the goaltender for the Tigers has been the big story literally and figuratively because he's <laughs> six foot seven still, still trying to top 200 pounds but uh, the Oil Kings finally got through to him last night. Well, the Oil Kings certainly do not want to be going back to Medicine Hat having to win game six there. So an important game, game five is always the, the tipping point. Whichever team wins that one certainly sets themselves up for, for a series win. Uh, hopefully a little confidence gain by scoring a few goals in their last one. I think Oil Kings in six. Oilers lose 3-2 in a shootout to the Stars and uh, a night where they had to make some adjustments on the blue line or adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Matt Benning left the game for a while after blocking a shot. Uh, Chris Russell blocked a shot with about six and a half minutes left in the second period, missed the rest of the period. And then uh, I didn't get a good look at this one, but Brendan Escott, who I, I sit uh, next to next to the games, or during the games, uh, Clefbaum missed part of the third period. A puck came up and hit him high. 
Oh, is that? I thought it was his finger. Uh, but it might have been that. It, it, it rolled, the, the puck rolled up his stick, so I thought maybe it rolled up his stick and hit yeah, his Brendan thought it hand. hit him in the face. But, but yeah, he did. He, he, he dropped his stick, and he went right down the, the tunnel. I was worried that he wasn't coming back. All three defensemen did come back, but there was a lot of juggling by Trent Yanni on the back end tonight, trying to make sure that all five guys that they had at the time, three different times, were able to compete and, and get the job done, and, and, and they did. They did a very good job defensively tonight against the Dallas Stars. 3-2 Dallas able to win it in a shootout. We did have the Japanese Village goal light activated last game. We turn it on on 630Ched.com slash Oilers whenever they get to five or more in a game. It allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. 630Ched.com slash Oilers. All right. We're going to take a quick timeout for the 1030 news and weather. We are looking to hear from you at 780-496-0063. You'll also hear from Ken Hitchcock and the 100-point man, Leon Dreisaitl. We are live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. That play just onside. Thrown in front. Hints. Wrist shot denied by Koskinen. He went high glove and Koskinen made a game-saving stop. And that's your save of the game for Jiffy Loop. Get winter ready at JiffyLoopService.ca. Roop hints. A little mini breakaway with three minutes left in the third period. Unable to score. We go to overtime. No scoring in the shootout. Dallas wins it after five rounds. 3-2 the final tonight over your Edmonton Oilers. That... I, I was... Brendan and I were talking about Rue Pence. We were a little surprised he doesn't have more points. He's he's a very fast and crafty player in my mm-hmm. mind. Where is he from to have a name Rupe? Uh, it's I, I've played with a lot of players and I've worked a lot of hockey schools. I've never met or heard the name Rupe before. He is from? Where is he from again? Oh, he's finished, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was double-checking. Yeah, he's a talented author. He's fast. Second rounder in 2050. Yeah, he's very fast. Very fast. Uh, he created a lot out there, and, well, he doesn't have more points. Well, he had a breakaway to win the hockey game and didn't put the puck in the net. Uh, it, it was. It was. This was one of the more entertaining games I think we've seen in a while because I think that uh, there was two incredibly talented teams out there. Both teams have got some huge top-end players. And both teams, goaltenders came out with big saves. Koskinen made a couple of huge saves. He did stop a breakaway in the last three minutes of a hockey game on Roop and gave them an opportunity to go to overtime to get the one point. So it was uh, an entertaining game that, unfortunately, the Oilers came one shootout shot short. Got a text here from Jody who says, can you update Toby Reader? Did he set the record tonight? Well, well, sort of. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's, I mean, I almost hate to do this, but it is newsworthy, I suppose. Uh, the record for most shots in a season by a forward without scoring is Craig Adams in 09-10. Played all 82 games, which Reader can't do because he missed a bunch. Played all 82 games, had 84 shots, and did not score. That's the record for n- most shots with no goals by a forward since they started keeping track of shots on goal. Can't believe this is actually a record. Well, you know what? Fans and media are like, they'll, they'll find it if there's a way to make it a record. I don't think the NHL has this in the guide and record. No, I don't think I so I think either. this is one that, that people like us have come up with. So Reader actually got four shots tonight, so he's up to 87 shots. So if he were to not score the rest of the way, 
were down to five games left, then he would have the futility record, I guess. The frequency of shooting okay, you know, yet. I'm, I'm throwing this out here. I'm throwing this out here that the Oilers get ahead of Anaheim. Anaheim pulls the goalie, and they throw Toby Reader out there. It'll be Reader from McDavid and Dreisaitl Saturday night. His I'd like first to see goal that. of the season. So would I. So would the, you imagine the, the place will go crazy. They were chanting his name last game. It's been a tough year for Toby. I hope he gets the opportunity. Well, four shots today. Two of them I considered good shots. He got that backhand away in the second period and then had a look off the off wing well, in the third. Then, then he was unselfish on one where McDavid sets him up and then McDavid turned to the bench. He just wanted to get Toby a shot. And Toby, instead of putting it on net, he tried passing it back to, to Connor and the puck turned over and went back the other way. Uh, when you're in a, in a struggle or you're in a cold streak, which Toby is, put pucks on net as much as you can. You're just amusing yourself making predictions now that the playoffs are slipping away. I, well, uh, you, you got Dreisaitl passing Ovechkin. They both have five games left. Yep. And uh, Dreisaitl's at 47. Ovechkin's I said he would pass him, and get, pass him and get 50. I said that. Yeah. Right. I said Toby's going to score now next game. Now you're picking Reader. I'm sure you've made others along the way. Well, I, I did at Christmas time. I said the St. Louis Blues would make the playoffs and they were in dead last. And they are. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's been a good and one. And my dark horse all along has been the Chicago Blackhawks, who at last look tonight were winning in San Jose, and it was a barn Still 5-4, four, four minutes into the third, and the Kings and Canucks have gone to overtime. Minute 36 left in OT. They're tied 2-2. Well, here's another interesting thing. So we've talked a lot. Of, the Oilers are now 10-5-4 in their last 19 games. So they've been picking up points. But at the start of that run, they were seven points behind Minnesota for the playoff spot. Well, they're now six points behind the playoff spot. Could increase tomorrow if Colorado beats Arizona. Uh, they're two back of Minnesota. So even so, they've almost caught. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. They've almost caught the, the team they were chasing. Mm-hmm. But the spot they were chasing again, they've made up a point on. And they actually could have if 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 Colorado wins tomorrow, they'll they'll have lost a point to the playoffs. And, and that goes to the point that you and I have made all along that the certain amount of points they're out is one thing, but the bigger picture is the number of teams they were behind. It's, if you're just chasing one team, then you, you've, when they lose and you win, you're gaining. Uh, and it's easier to, to have a focus on it. But when you're trying to catch six teams, and at one point it seemed like five or six teams he was trying to catch, it doesn't matter. You, you win but three of those teams win. You lose, well, three of those teams also won again, and now you're losing points. The others have been on an incredible run, and by the time they start next game, as you said, they might be a point further behind in this run they've been on. They just allowed too many teams to get between them and the playoff spot, and it's cost them. Dallas wins 3-2 in a shootout. Let's go down to the Hall of Fame room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Here's head coach Ken Hitchcock. Can this one of those nights where you think maybe you deserved a better fate given yeah we played we played pretty much as good as we could play we we made a def- a two defending mistakes in the se- in the third period and one cost us a goal second one our goaltender made a big save but their goalie was good um, and he made some saves he didn't even see the puck especially in the second period but when you uh when you leave it open like that, you're allowing a goaltender to win a game for you. And I thought the way we had to play to beat that team, to negate their foot speed, to negate their transition game, we played perfect. 
And the first period to me is as good as we've managed the game and we followed the script from start to finish, did a hell of a job. Ken, a couple of the players thought that uh, the second half of the game really was starting to, to move in Dallas's favor. Did you did you feel? I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, that the second half of the game was really starting to move in Dallas's favor, uh, despite the shots. Did, did I, you I didn't, feel that? Way? I didn't see it in their favor. They got out of transition because we missed the net on scoring opportunities. I thought, like I said we played a hell of a hockey game. When you have 42 shots on goal and the other team has 20, pretty hard to criticize your hockey club. Uh, you've seen a lot of hockey, but what goes through your mind when you see McDavid and when he scores that goal? I, I just, I thought he, I thought he was trying to carry us on his back today. I thought his, he was trying to will us to victory. And he was a threat every shift. And he was trying everything he could to get us two points. All right, that's Ken Hitchcock, and uh, no doubt about it, McDavid and Dreisaitl, very dangerous tonight. As McDavid gets to 40 goals, Dreisaitl gets over 100 points, but they lose 3-2 in a shootout to the Dallas Stars. Got a text here from Darwin to 630-630. says, uh, hey, Robin Reed, I've heard you guys say many times that you don't think Ken Hitchcock will be back, but I think Hitch has done a good job with limited talent on the roster, so why wouldn't the Oilers bring him back? That's from Darwin. I I think just simply there will be a new general manager coming in at some point, uh, and general managers normally like to bring in their own coaches. It's that simple. There's no insider information on that, nothing against the job that Hitch has done. I'm just guessing the next GM is going to want to come in and have a fresh start with the guy he chooses. Now, could he pick Hitch? Yeah. But my guess is that it, it, it won't be. I mean, I'm a huge Hitch fan. Always have been. Played for him for four years. He's a friend. And he's got the team, obviously, the way they played as of late. With the record they've had, he's got them playing very, very well. But my prediction is that Hitch will be in a different part of this organization next year. As uh, Bob Nicholson, well, I mean, we knew that Hitch had, had some sort of a deal beyond this year. He, he clarified it a little bit that he has two years with the Oilers beyond this. And, and I mean, don't forget, before the Oilers brought him into coach, he was with Dallas in basically a, an advisor-type role, uh, coach mentorship, or there to talk to Montgomery whenever he was needed. So he probably will wind up doing something like that with the Oilers, who fall in a shootout tonight, 3-2 to the Dallas Stars. You'll hear from Dreisaitl when we get back. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630. Right corner, Nugent Hopkins to the net, centered, open man, back door, one-timer score! What a feed from McDavid to Dreisaitl! That was... Leon Dreisaitl's 100th point of the season. He and Connor McDavid, the first teammates with 100 points in the same season since Ovechkin and Backstrom in 09-10. The first time the Oilers have had two 100-point players since Curry and Carson in 88-89. Dallas wins this one 3-2 in a shootout. Back down to the Oilers' dressing room, and here's Leon. Leon, uh, your goal and Connor's in the first minute of the second, but uh, yeah, I think played a pretty pretty good hockey game. Um, we just couldn't really capitalize on our chances. Um, so yeah, that's really the story of, of the game. I think um, you know if we capitalize on a few more chances, I think we win that game. Was there a specific moment or or uh, a past your time where the game started kind of shifting away from you guys? 
No, I think we're the better team for uh, you know large parts of the game. Um, you know, I think we were in control, and um, you know, obviously they they got some skilled players over there, and, and they're going to make plays. So, um, but like I said, if we capitalize on a few more chances, then um, we probably probably win that game. Forty-two shots. Uh, was it just a matter of running into a hole in that minor? Yeah, he was uh, he was really good tonight, um, but. Again, yeah. um, just got to capitalize on my chances. It seemed like you were pretty in awe with David's goal tonight. Well, I think everyone was. Uh, you know, you don't see stuff like that very much. Um, well, with him you do, I guess, but not not from 99% um, uh, of the other guys, probably. Getting 100 points, that has to feel pretty special. Sorry? Getting the 100-point mark, that must feel pretty special. Uh, yeah, obviously it's... Uh, you know, it's a nice milestone for me personally, um, but you know, it's tough to uh, you know be, ex- be be too excited about that right now. All right, Brendan Escott working in the Oilers dressing room. Uh, Drysaddle does get another point; he gets to 101 on the season. But the Oilers lose 3-2 in a shootout to the Dallas Stars. We have Michael on the open line. Michael, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Reed, how's it going, buddy? Good. Nice to hear from you. Good. Yeah, you too. Actually, I'm disappointed about two things. Number one was that I really want, I was at the game and I wanted to meet you and I couldn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> number two was uh, Drysdale's game tonight. I think I thought he was lazy. Like I've never complained about him. I think he's a great player. He made a few couple of uh, couple of great plays, but a couple of plays were like I mean three times where he should have shot the puck, um, decided to pass. Uh, there was a couple of times where he turned the puck over. I mean, I'm gonna have to, i have to, i to completely disagree with you. I thought Drysaddle was excellent tonight. Every star player is gonna have mistakes in a game because the puck's on their stick so much. I do not think that you can pick apart Leon Drysaddle's game in a game like this. He was excellent, as was Connor McDavid. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta disagree with you 100% on that one. I'm sorry. Come on. There was a couple times where he should have shot the puck. And well, and yeah, but whether he should have shot the puck, I don't think you you criticize a guy because he he passed the puck instead of shooting. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid have had the team on their back now for for the last two months. Leon Dreisaitl, he had a great game, a great game. And you can go through the dressing room and ask the players. You can talk to the coaching staff. Leon Dreisaitl had a, a, an excellent hockey game, as did Connor McDavid. I... I have a hard time critiquing uh, Leon Dreisaitl tonight at all. Michael, okay, drop, by, drop by Studio 99 when you're here next time, and Rob and I will be here before and after, okay? Okay, well, what about, what about the refing though, tonight? Uh, it was an unusually officiated game, and plus a ref got hurt and left after the first period. Yeah. Uh, I, you, you might see players ju- uh, bump into refs four times in a month if you watch a lot of games. It happened... Yeah four times tonight I, I thought the linesman made a couple odd icing calls both ways mm-hmm. it just was kind of a it was a weird game the the embellishment on Klingberg didn't embellish no he, that he shouldn't was have been diving that was a terrible call the, yeah no it was I mean it didn't change the complexion of the game but there were some odd decisions there were some odd decisions there was actually one icing that went against Dallas where the puck didn't even get to the goal line 
he blew it before it got to the goal line. Like, and Dallas was like, okay, hey, the puck hasn't even got to the goal line. How can you blow it? So, yeah, there was, I know that uh, there were a couple questionable calls for the linesman, and both teams were, were asking him after calls that were made. But, I mean, just like players, just like coaches, uh, referees do have nights where they make mistakes. All right, Dallas wins it 3-2 in a shootout. You'll hear from their head coach, Jim Montgomery. When we get back, you're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. Dallas scores a 3-2 shootout win over the Edmonton Oilers. Their head coach, Jim Montgomery, courtesy BDO, first call debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees. It is. I mean, we didn't have a good first period, and Dolby kept us in it. And after that, it was we, we got better every period. How do you do that? Is it the process of talking in the locker room? Is it assessing what you guys have done so far? I think it's the will inside that locker room of those players wanting to not only make the playoffs but you know go in there with playing the right way the first period was it just no no legs or what was it yeah we were lethargic i mean we weren't skating but i, I thought it was more mental than it was physical we we had face-off plays that were there to execute but it was like two of five people were executing whereas when we started making those same plays in a second everybody was on the same page so it was more mental uh how about miro coming up with a goal when he did. It just seems like a really patient play for a young man. It, it's an unbelievable talent goal. Um, a great play by Dickie, though, on the entry. Um, it's a big part of how we like to possess pucks and don't have a play at the net on the entry. You know, keep possessing it, protecting it, moving your feet until you find someone. And what a shot by Miro. But, uh, I mean, the goal by McDavid and the goal by Miro tonight, two special young players. Scott Johnson working the visitors' dressing room. That is Jim Montgomery of the Dallas Stars. They're going to be in the playoffs. They get their 41st victory of the season. The Oilers, 77 points, 34, 34, and 9. They had 78 all of last year. For face-off trivia, Rob, mm-hmm. Jody, the winner, who gets his name into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card, courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved, alpinecredits.ca. We wanted to know the third name on the list in career NHL hat tricks. It's Mike Bossy who had 39. Lemieux had 40. Gretzky had 50. That's how you lead the NHL in goals. You get lots of hat tricks as those three gentlemen did. It's a couple games to update here on the Advantage Trailer Rentals out of town scoreboard. The Canucks beat the Kings 3-2 in a shootout and now with six minutes left in San Jose it is still a 5-4 lead for the Chicago Blackhawks. Alex Debrinkat, two goals for Chicago in that game, up to 40 on the season. Taves got his 33rd. Uh, the Blue Jays lost their first game of the year earlier no, no. today. I thought the Blue Jays won in, in the 10th. Didn't they win? They lost in the 10th. Ah, sorry. Oh, see, sorry to oh, disappoint see, you here, just Rob. ruined my night. I thought the Jays were 1-0. <laughs> now I'm sad. Detroit won 2-0 Now I'm sad. <laughs> You know what? Don't tell me the scores anymore. Don't oh. tell me the scores in my Jays okay. lose. I'll never, do, I'll never do. Well, I'm going to tell you about 50 scores then for Toronto this year. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if they're going to be very good. Uh, no, I honestly, and I, I used to be the biggest Jays fan ever. I don't know if I could name five players anymore. Uh, well, yeah, it's been some changes. Yes. A few changes. 
George Bell's no longer on the team, Rob. You mean they don't have uh, Mosby, Bell, and Barfield That's in the still, outfield? That's no longer the outfield. Best outfield <laughs> ever. That was, a good, that was a good outfield. All right, you can get more on 630Ched.com. The Oilers fall in a shootout, 3-2 to the Dallas Stars. Rogers Place, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Oil Kings, Medicine Hat, Game 5 of that series. It's tied 2-2. Our next Oilers broadcast is Saturday, last game of the five-game homestand, 6.30 face-off show. The game will start at 8 against the Anaheim Ducks. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our studio engineer here at Rogers Place. And back at the 6.30 Chet Broadcasting Compound, thanks to Kellen Kennedy. Oilers Hockey is presented by Osmond Auction, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Stars take it 3-2 in a shootout. Have a great night.